So today I have the honor of speaking with Lacey and uh, having an Orange Sox interview about her uh, son Tell, who has centelencephaly and partial agenesis of the corpus callosum. Did I get that right? That's right. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Thank you for meeting with me. It's an for honor. Sure. Tell me a little bit about when you first found out that Tell had some issues. I was pregnant with twins. And at 20 weeks, they noticed baby B, who was actually Tell's brother, had a heart problem undetected. They were noticing, they just wanted to look into it basically. And so they said, you need to go see a specialist, a perinatologist, you know, and have some in-depth ultrasounds. And at 28 weeks, I scheduled it and my husband was in a meeting and couldn't come. I just went, you know, thinking they're just gonna double check his heart. Everything's gonna be okay. and. I get in there and they're like, well, baby B looks great, but where's your husband? And I said, well, he couldn't make it today. And they said, oh, well, baby B looks good, but there's a problem with baby A. Hmm. And you never want to hear that. Right. And so I was crushed, of course, you know, and that's when they told us something was going on with his brain and they didn't really know what to tell us at the time. And so from then on, we had ultrasounds weekly, we had MRI. So from 28 weeks on, there was a lot of worry and questions and Googling and, you know, different diagnoses because they don't really know until he's here. Right. And so every week it seemed I would go in and they would tell me something else was wrong or something worse, or he wasn't going to make it to birth, or he wasn't going to make it after birth, or he would only make it to one, or all of these awful things. and. I just remember coming home and I called my mom and she lives about an hour and a half away and she made the drive in an hour because I remember just feeling crushed and feeling like all the hopes and dreams that you have for having these two little boys who bring so much joy and love and you know the expectations are totally different now and you wonder if you can handle what you've been given I guess. When did they actually uh, come up with the definitive diagnosis? Right after he was born, they were both in the NICU. They did an MRI, which was kind of scary. He quit breathing after they did it. And they think because of his ventricles, it kind of knocked him out more than it should have. But they did the MRI and they had the neurologist come and that's when they decided that that's what he had. And it's not very common and so. About yeah. how many people have this? You know, not very many. And like I said, I did a lot of research. And so I love that you guys are doing this because I, just googled Sintel and Cephaly, just wanting so bad to know someone else who's been through this diagnosis or knows anything about it, you know. And mm -hmm. um, I was able to find two similar situations. They're not exactly like Tell, but that's the diagnosis is so broad. So I've only found two, but not very many. So you brought him into this world not really knowing what you had. The doctors had made several different guesses about diagnoses, which were wrong apparently sounds yeah, like. Yeah, they were. Uh, and I'm glad baby B didn't end up with heart issues. So. It was quite strange because after my babies were born, I had been so worried the whole pregnancy about Tell and he was the one that I got to hold afterwards. Oh. I got to hold him and with my other one, they took him off to the NICU, but I got Tell. And so then when they're like, well, we want to talk about his diagnosis, we want to do this. And I said, it doesn't matter anymore. He's here, he's breathing, he's fine. Like. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. I'll, we'll do what we need to do to get him where he needs to be, you know, and it didn't matter after that. Sure. So what's been some of the hard things about having Tell and some of the challenges that you've faced so far? 
It's hard when they don't meet milestones. I think it's a little bit different having two of them at the same age and one with a special need. Um, I feel like my other kids miss out on a lot, but he's also brought so much joy. So it's hard to say that there's <laughs> been negative. It's hard because he looks so normal. I feel like I need to explain all the time about him. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to have to do that about my child. I want him just to be him. And so that's been hard. It's been hard trying to figure out how to help him through his social issues or his sensory issues or things like that. But it's also been amazing to learn. So describe some of the issues that someone with this diagnosis has. It's rare. It is. Some of the listeners may have never heard of it before, like me, and would like to know, so what in the heck is that? Basically, I saw on your site that there's anencephaly. Right. And so there's a big wide range and holoprolencephaly, centelencephaly. So there's all these different ones. And so it's more on the mild spectrum of that. And so they told us things we could expect are seizures, learning disabilities, problems with muscles, delays, just different things like that. You okay. know, once again, they don't really know. And so they're like, well, you can watch for these things who knows if they'll happen or if he'll do it, but they do this baby watch and a lady would come into my home every month and she would look at the twins and be like, okay, they're doing this and so that's good and they follow them for a year just to make sure they're on track and about six months old, Tell wasn't keeping up with his brother, Ran. That was my biggest concern is I want him to have the best life he can have and if I could do something to help him, I wanted to help him. And so we started having early intervention come in and we helped him roll, we helped him sit up, we helped him crawl, we helped him tall kneel, we helped him stand. I mean, things we take for granted in quote unquote normal kids that we worked so hard for him to be able to do those little things. And those victories were so sweet when he started walking and they told us he would never walk, you know, things like that. So. Once again, it's kind of hard to say what to expect. Tell me about the joys. It's been amazing. It's been one of the best blessings in my life. We have three older children and we found out we were having twins because I wanted one more. That was a little bit crazy, but I'd been through a lot in those six years and I always just wanted one more. And to get two was huge. Like. It's so much fun and their little relationship is amazing and you can definitely tell that his brother watches out for him. You know, he introduces him to people, he protects him, not to say that they don't fight because they do, but it's been amazing to watch him learn and grow. It's been amazing to watch my older kids have a little brother who has some special needs, who isn't like everybody else. It makes them more aware of kids around them. They stop and think, well, maybe they're doing that for a different reason. Maybe I shouldn't be so hard on them, you know, maybe there's something more that I can't see. And so that to me has been amazing. The love and the family support, you know, like my dad, he's my dad's favorite. And not that he doesn't love his other grandkids, but there's just something special about him. There's just a sweet spirit about him. And I always worried when I was pregnant if it was gonna be so hard and if I would be able to handle it. But those are the things you don't realize when it's the what if, what's gonna happen, what's that gonna be, you know? You don't get to see that part. And I think if I could go back and tell myself then, it's going to be okay. It's going to be hard, but it's going to be okay. And you're going to have so much joy and so much love in your heart for this little boy that it'll be okay. You mentioned your father. What other impacts has he had on your extended family or your immediate family? Who else has been impacted by his life? 
I felt so broken afterwards when I got that diagnosis. I felt so crushed and I felt so, not hopeless, but you know, I think you have to mourn the loss of what you thought was gonna be. And so I turned to my older brother. I remember that day going to his gym and him just hugging me and crying and, you know, and now he's his biggest cheerleader. Mm. He is always looking out for him. The neighbors in the ward, they love him. He's just, he's an amazing little boy. And I think he's impacted so many different lives and he's just brought so much joy to us that I don't know what we would do without him, you know? Sure. What advice would you give me if I came to you just receiving a similar diagnosis that my wife was going to have a child with exactly what your son has, and I'll pronounce it again, <laughs> centelencephaly. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give me? Not to Google, one. Two, that you never know. You never know how it's gonna work out. I mean, you have all these big fears, but there's also faith that you have to have. I think you have to have faith that even if it's gonna be hard, it's gonna work out that it might not be what you thought it would be, but it could be so much more. You can learn so much more from these special little kids who are housed in these imperfect bodies, but it's been amazing to see his spirit grow. I mean, he's been amazing for us. That's great. Any last words that you wanna tell the world? I'm just so grateful that you guys are doing this because being a mother, with a scary diagnosis and having nowhere to turn. It's a dark, scary place. And I'm so grateful that you're doing this just to make these diagnoses be more real, more personable, more, you know, oh, this is what they were diagnosed with. It might not be the same, but this is similar. Cause that gave me so much hope when I found someone similar, you know, not exactly the same, but similar. Someone else who knew what I was going through, how my heart was breaking, how I was being overjoyed, you know. It's just nice that you guys are doing this. Well, thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time to talk about Tell and his impact on your family. And, and so thank you very much. You're welcome.